Cool. Should be good. All right. All right. I'm Zach, and I'm trying to get high as fuck. I'm Ben, and I'm in Omaha and cannot get high. You poor soul. (laughs) They do have CBD out here, though. I didn't even think that was legal there. Um, It must be, I guess, because there were actually, it was kind of like, I probably saw three different places for it. I, I guess there were more CBD stores than Walgreens. So, well, I mean, if you need some CBD, at least you're covered, right? I bought some uh, CBD pre rolls over the weekend, and they were the size of cigarettes. But it was kind of disappointing. I was like, "Oh, this will be kind of like a fun thing to do," um, but it tasted just like a cigarette because of the. The thing is, is like, I feel like a lot of a cigarette taste is in the paper because it tasted like a cigarette, but there was no reward of nicotine. Yeah, that's kind of the problem that I have with pre-rolls by and large. Yeah. Is like the cones or paper is usually of low quality. And the filling material is also of questionable quality. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know I've seen places where they literally, when they still used to sell bud in the jars, um, they basically just like empty the bottom of the jar, all the shake, and just combine it and make it into pre rolls. So, yeah, like that's all that was all based on going to like Amsterdam, where like every shop has the pre rolls on the fucking uh, menu, but they are it's like basically hey sweep up the floor and make some pre-rolls yeah (laughs) where it's like the most fucking bottom of the bottom shake yeah it's like that cat hair adds flavor yeah right there's some terpenes in there (laughs) 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 so yeah I I did try, um, I tried the pepper ball thing actually too last week and it worked surprisingly. Um, pepper they ball? say if you're like, if you're feeling really racy and anxious when you're high, if you chew black pepper balls, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it brings you down. It actually worked. I don't know if it's just, if it has anything to do with the pepper itself or it's just like the distraction of like biting a fucking pepper ball. Um, yeah, it it worked. All right. I mean, I think something about the carophylline terpene, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe I was gonna say because isn't there a terpene? Isn't there a terpene that that tastes like pepper? Yeah, so that's gonna be carophylline. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, I'm not sure. Not a scientist. Just a weird yeah. fan. But yeah, I uh, I think that's supposed to help. I've heard that before from like older heads, you know. Yeah. 
So I also heard lemon lemon apparently does something similar. I've always heard for like like people putting do you remember back in like the early two thousands if you smoked weed then? Uh people putting like orange peels in the bag of weed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I don't know if that added anything actually like terpenes or anything, but like um that always seemed a little weird to me, you know. I mean I guess it's it could do something for flavor, but uh, it might, but yeah, I always I always figured it um basically just increased the chances of getting like mold in your weed. Yeah, right. Which if you ever have bud that has fucking gooey shit in the center, that's bud rot and get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually uh that makes sense cuz one time I bought weed from a lesbian couple in Boulder and it was like really sticky but it, I got this like giant fucking tin um, and I don't think it was cured properly because um, it was so fucking sticky and it left so much res but uh, it worked it was good like it got you really high um, but I wondered that I was smoking like mold or something it's possible. I think there's a lot of growers, especially in places now where it's like legal that don't necessarily know what they're doing. Yeah. Except trying to make money. So quality. That's the thing is like I am so sus of quality everywhere except for my like old plug basically. Yeah. Do you ever feel that way living in Denver? Um, I mean, not really. Only because I go to the same spot. Um, so there's a brand called Leafa, and uh, one of my good friends, his girlfriend, is uh, does like quality control. So she basically does like all the testing for like quality and like THC and all that stuff. Um, and so she always said that Leaf is the only brand that she trusts. So I've kind of just like buy from there and that's usually what I smoke. Okay. But I mean, I don't know. I, I guess like after the first year I've lived there, I never really like shopped around. I kind of just go to the same spot every time. See, I think if I lived in Denver, I'd have probably tried out like every spot within a 10 mile radius by now. Or, you know, within a year. Even if it was just to pick up, you know, a gram or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm a fucking, I'm a weed enthusiast. It's like driving around the country to ride different uh, B&M's. Basically, and similar, other like kind of similar to coasters. The best shits in California, although not similar to coasters, you won't find shit in Ohio. 
That's true. Although, actually, uh, before I forget, Ohio, did you see all the dragster shit? Fucking welcome back to your favorite coaster sucks, by the way. Top thrill two. Let's talk about it. I just poured a fat drink, so definitely I'm ready so, to get into this. I gotta say too, this is every ride that has been built since like Gatekeeper has been leaked. So part of me thinks that these leaks are intentional and it's just part of their like hype strategy because this seems too intentional. Because that was the same shit happened. Gatekeeper got leaked like that. Valraven got leaked like that. Um, Steel Vengeance. Although that one was a little bit easier to predict when they were building well, it. Yeah. But. They're tearing down Mean Streak, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What could possibly be happening? <laughs> what is interesting, though, the spike is not. If the leak is correct, the spike is not 500 feet. It's 420. Which kind of makes sense if it's only going up there on that first backwards launch. And then it's going to clear the original top head after that. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not surprised, although it seems like they're going to keep all the top hat, which is cool. I am curious, though, if they're going to, uh, if they're still going to add a trim break to the top hat or not. I feel like they will. I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, um, the lightning, the lightning trains seem cool. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, and the lap bar. Yeah, and I mean the the lightning trains look similar to Intamin's, uh, like the Velocicoaster trains, which I actually really like. So that's cool. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be good, and there's going to be three trains with five cars, totaling I think it said twenty riders per train. So I think there's okay. actually a little added capacity, plus two riders per train, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wait, so it's only the leak is only three trains? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much the only thing I saw in that leak where I was like, what the fuck was the name? <laughs> Top Thrill 2. Yeah, Top Thrill 2. What the fuck is that? I mean, that is on brand for Cedar Fire. Okay. Like, I put this on our Threads account, which, by the way, I started a Threads account. And I've kind of just ported us over there from Twitter because or X. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our account's pretty much done there. Well, you can find us on threads now. I don't use that very often either, but um, follow us there. <laughs> so anyway, I put I put up there after they the the leak. Um, fucking Iron Dragster is right there. Iron Dragster? It's right goddamn there. How great would that be? (laughs) I mean, I guess, yeah. Better than Top Thrill fucking (laughs) 2. Although this is the same company that built, or that renamed uh, 
flight deck. So we really want something. I can just picture the the fucking meeting now. It's like we really want something that conveys that it's top thrill again. <laughs> something like top thrill two, and then like these marketing executives are like, okay, well. What about Top Thrill 2? <laughs> if they're going to do that, they should have spelled it like T-W-O-O. Although maybe it, the name might not be official, though. Like, it could just be... Although, here's the thing, right? This leak could be fake. It could be a hoax. It could be... Like, it's not hard to make a leak. Um, this is on Zamperla's real website. Oh. Uh, and that's why I think you might be right about it being like a quote unquote leak because it's like, would the ride manufacturer really fuck that up? Right. Yeah. With the kind of contracts that they sign. Yeah. They would have to, they had to have gone to like a business. That's the thing. Websites don't just, you can't just like leak a webpage like that. That has to be intentional. Right, and like, what's going to get more publicity amongst the Coaster fans than having it up, having somebody notice it like they absolutely will, and then deleting it right away? Yeah, right. Well, also, too, over the weekend, um, they were, like, bringing new track on, uh, like, trucks and stuff through the Midway when the park was open. I, I heard so, about like, that, yeah. So they're really, like... And they've been gearing up to make the announcement tomorrow as of the night we're recording, which is the perfect time to record a weekly podcast right before the announcements. Yeah. (laughs) But there is actually a plan for that. And I'll tell you why, listeners, not that it's going to matter by the time you hear it, but that's because we're having our Patreon call uh, hang with our patrons um, tomorrow night from the night of recording but again by the date of upload you've already missed it sorry uh but we will be talking about all the announcements that are coming out tomorrow is um i'm trying to remember is do all cedar fair parks do the same day or is it just them no i think they're going to be spaced out there's a lot of uh speculation about dorney obviously oh right yeah so one thing I noticed too is that one of the posters said like uh get revved up or something, but it had three V's. Uh and it revived up. <laughs> <laughs> so the I looked up what three V's mean, and apparently it's Latin for I came, I saw, and I conquered. I came, I cleaned up. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> okay. Veni, Vidi, and VC. I, I guess think that's Vici, printer- but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Veni, Vidi, VC. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'm. It's not here. I guess basically at this point and we'll have to see tomorrow and I guess you'll see how bad we predict this right now. But with the spike, is it going to be straight or is it going to be 
twisted or what, what do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be, sh- I, I hope it's straight. I don't want another twist. I'm not a fan of the twisting spike. Um, because there's something kind of cool about the whole reverse, almost like the Mr. Free spike where you're looking straight down and you can actually kind of feel that free fall. Agreed. Uh, That'd be sick if you're looking down and it's like Iron Dragon and then suddenly it's Roguru and fucking eventually fucking Power Tower. Yeah, yeah. You're looking down on it. Like, directly. Yeah, because the downward spiral on Dragster, like, it's a cool... It's cool from a ride sensation, but... I don't know. It's kind of like you have all this height, you have all this speed, but then you don't really get to take it in because you're spinning, like you're twisting so fast. Um, so yeah, I hope it's, I hope it's straight. Agreed. Now mm. here's something else I thought about that I think would be cool as fuck, but who knows if we'll see it, but imagine if they ran a train backwards. Yeah. I mean, they could definitely do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, so you launch backwards first up the top hat, come back down facing forwards up the spike, back down the spike backwards over the top hat backwards. Mm -hmm. Normally, I'm not a fan of backwards rides at all. They fuck me up. But Dragster's short as shit. Yeah. So I think if it was that short, that could really add like the whole thrill of backwards, but without really fucking anybody up. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I guess the only thing is if they do one train backwards, uh, I don't know how much of a clusterfuck that would be in the station. Although they could do the whole, uh, overseas model where they have one car backwards and just upcharge it. Upcharge or just like, yeah, like what? Uh, what is it? The DC supervillains, where it's just the back car faces backwards, so the yeah. line for it just always gets longer. Yeah, but that would be sick as fuck if they maybe do that. Assuming that that leak is accurate, which there's really not any reason to not believe it. Um, <clears throat> it'd be really Unless- sick if they incorporate some sort of backwards something into the ride considering it'll have a backwards portion anyway yeah i mean it is possible too that the leak is intentional and that there's there's something more they're gonna do to the ride that they just haven't announced yet so you know they like leak you know this leak has something but then when they announce it there's like a surprise or oh i I totally think that whatever that website said in total was written by cedar points marketing department and given yeah. to Zamperla under strict instruction to put it up and delete it within two hours on this date. Right, right. No, that's the same the, the same thing. I'm pretty sure the same thing happened with Gatekeeper. Where but the leak was on uh it was on Cedar Point's website. Where I don't even think it's called Gatekeeper, it had a different name, but basically like uh there was like an additional ride page. So if you went to like, you know, cedarpoint.com slash rides slash whatever, um, you would see this like page for a new ride. And that's how people found it, which is like pretty incredible that people are that are they're scraping the web, you know, that much that they're able to find it that quick. Well, I mean, same goes for the Zamperla one. Yeah. 
where somebody's just on their site and it's like not just on their site, but like poking around with weird, you know, like sub sites and shit. And yeah. happens to stumble across the like the pending dragster announcement, which a whole nother question arises of like, why would that even be on Zamperla's site? Like, why would that even exist as a page on Zamperla's site with the potential of going live prior yeah. to Cedar Point announcing yeah. it publicly? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, nobody nobody getting paid. Like, no organization. Like, okay, websites in an organization are, are such a long process and you have to pay somebody to do that work. Yeah. A bunch of people like, were like, somebody's getting fired. And it's like, no, I think somebody's getting a pray uh, a raise. Cause the fucking <laughs> De- Detroit free pe- press wrote an article about the leak. So like, yeah. <laughs> no, somebody's somebody's getting fucking a raise. <laughs> Imagine seeing leaks like this for in like other industries or like other companies that are intentional. I mean, this is, this could be a rabbit hole conversation, but like there is something to this new era of marketing of this, uh, things that seem candid, but they're really not. It's very intentional. Um, I mean, it's, it's a really smart move. Cause it's, it, it, it like, look, I don't know if Tony Clark is like in charge of all the campaigns marketing wise. You know, I'm not even sure if he does marketing or if he's just PR, but I'll give him credit and whoever's on the team credit. It's genius to have something like this go viral, especially knowing it'll start just amongst the nerds and then spread like wildfire. From these different communities, like I said, all the way up to like the Detroit Free Press and probably the Cleveland paper and all the other, you know. And hell, I mean, the, the discovery of the leak could have even been intent. Like, it's possible that this was never even like discovered. It's it's very possible that somebody literally intentionally like, uh, you know, like they made a fake like Reddit account and was like, uh oh, look what I found. Oh, definitely, definitely, a hundred percent. Because now basically it's all like just like archive.org, You know, you use mm-hmm. the Wayback Machine, and that's how you can get to it. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a whole nother thing is it's like, oh, so they were careful to make sure it was online when it would be cataloged. Right. Yeah. Because like you could post a website like that. And if you get it offline within a minute, then it'd be like, oh, maybe somebody had screenshots, but that'd be doctored, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's not like the Wayback Machine is crawling and cataloging everything every day all the time constantly so it's like no they they made sure it was up there to get a good you know get nice and scraped for uh the the wayback machine yeah for everyone to see in its glory which man if we were like a marketing podcast we'd be crushing it right now (laughs) (laughs) analyzing this campaign Honestly, I wonder what I'm curious to see. Sorry, but I'm curious to see if the actual 
announcement is going to be able to overshadow the viral marketing of the leak. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I mean, Dick Kinzel said that Top Hill Dragster was the worst investment they've ever made. But I would almost... Now, I'm not into the financials, but I almost disagree with that statement because everybody knows that ride. Like, that roller coaster alone... Like, people know about Cedar Point just because of that ride. But people who haven't even been there... Yeah, but that doesn't mean shit if it doesn't equate to dollars. I think he's talking about in terms of the money they had to continuously pour into it versus the amount of operation and ROI they saw. Sure, yeah. Especially under his tutelage, because he walked away in what? 2010? 12? Uh, yeah. About that. Yeah, so like, less than 10 years after it had opened. So... You know, it didn't operate consistently until, um, well, I'm kind of coming up dry here. It Uh, always had pretty spotty operations. Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be like, oh, the wind's blowing. And then, like, the wind would stop and then be like, oh, the wind stopped. And <laughs> I don't like, know if this is true or anything, but um, I want to say what it, one of the years that I worked there, Draxer hit uh, record ridership. And I don't know, like, I don't know if that's true, but um, I know because I know it had extended downtime in, like, 05 and 07. But I mean, past like 2010, I think it ran pretty consistently. Other than, um, I guess that's not true. It, it did have some big downtimes with like that's, cables and shit. But that's what I'm saying. I I'm pretty sure, in terms of at least like just really boiling it down to operational uptime versus the amount of maintenance budget that thing took up to really optimize potential ROI was like probably a huge loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So pretty much at this point, I'm expecting that if Zamperla was able to say, Hey, we'll have it up more than 50% of the time. Cedar point was probably like, all right, got yourself a fucking deal. <laughs> and, um, somebody made, or, it was, uh, I think it was Theme Park Crazy actually made a pretty good point that if you factor in total, like total experience with like the number of rides and the number of clients and like the total portfolio offering, that Zamperla is a more reputable company than like Intamin. It makes sense because they've stuck to what has worked for them always. Yeah. So, like, I trust them a lot more on some big ambitious process project after, oh, yeah, they've built a million wild mouse coasters that have never had an issue. Okay, sure. Why not trust them on fucking Dragster? That ma- that makes sense, legitimately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, their portfolio is like hundreds of rides, like different That's- types of rides. That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, technically, yeah. Intamin does as well, but their actual operational 
record is shit compared to the rides themselves. Right, yeah. Especially the big, ambitious ones. You know? Yeah. So, like... And then the other thing to consider is, like, what's it called? What's the name of that company that did, um... Fuck. I can't even remember the name of the ride now at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Uh, um, Dark Coaster? No, no. The <coughs> replacement for Big Bad Wolf. Oh, uh, Verbolton? Yeah. What company was that? I'm looking it up now. I need an RCDB tab open. Because I remember that was Zaire, wasn't it? Oh, right. Yeah. So it's like, that's another company where it's like, and again, I know Verbolton is not Top Thrill Dragster, but yes, that's a Zaire coaster. And it's like, that definitely, especially at that time, that was like, what the fuck? Zaire's building, like, the replacement for Big Bad Wolf? Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't been on Verbolton, but I, I've heard mixed but generally positive reviews yeah i mean i think the i think they did it well and it's got a drop track it looks cool it looks like they honored the big bad wolf's legacy in a way and now that we're over 10 years removed from its opening it seems like it's it doesn't really have much of a reputation yeah right it's basically like oh yeah that that coaster is it it's there it's kind of cool that's kind of the reputation i always get from it yeah and it's like you know that was Zaire doing a big ambitious pro- project after being known for what Valares and or no, that wasn't them, but like just kid coasters and shit. Yeah. And I'm actually looking through their, uh, like through their portfolio. Um, I don't know what coaster it's considered. A 385. No. Custom? No, it's not under custom as a coaster type. They have ESC, Force, Rock Runner, Tivoli, Tower, and other. But Comet? Is it a no? Huh. Yeah, it just says roller coaster steel sit down extreme make Zaire doesn't have a model. Huh. Yeah. It might be the same way for um Top Thrill 2. Top Thrill 2. All the speed of Top Thrill Dragster 2. <laughs> well, 
I mean, it's it'll be. I think that'll be a pretty big deal. I'll uh, I'll go to the park and ride it. I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm definitely not not excited. I'm gonna ride it. I'm gonna check it out. I'm looking forward to it. I'm just uh, the name is horrible. <laughs> you know. I think the coolest part about it is, if it's true, is that um, is the rollback, which uh, everybody wants and everyone can experience. I wonder how far up the top hat you're actually going to go, though, for that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Like I would guess like. I don't know if it. Well, it said um, in the leak, it said like a hundred and. 13 mile per hour launch or something. It was like just under 120. So I bet like, I bet it'll, I bet you'll go to where it starts, just where it starts to like level out or like right after the, right after the twist. Cause they said the um, Zamperla said they could go up to what was it, like 130 miles per hour. Yeah, but if the spike is only if, if the spike is the same height as the top of the top hat, it's not gonna go the whole way up. No. Know? I don't know why they don't why they didn't just add eighty feet of track to the spike and not increase the launch speed and just call it a five hundred foot coaster. Well, like you like to metaphorically say sometimes it's probably like RCT where every foot of track is exponentially more expensive than the previous foot at that height. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, if we extend by 80 feet, it's going to cost another $300 million. <laughs> like, how did you come up with that figure? Inflation. Yeah. Also, I wonder if like they would. I wonder if Zamperla would charge more. It's like if they wanted to hit 500 feet. There's like an extra surcharge for that. It's like we like, don't know what happens. It's kind of like yeah, we don't. It's like it's kind of unknown. We don't really know what happens when a roller coaster is 500 feet tall. They're like, oh, our lightning trains can only go to 499. You're gonna <laughs> want thunder trains, and we're gonna need at least one bill for R&D. Yeah. I'm curious to um, how big the wheels are going to be on the trains. Um, I'm really <laughs> resisting the urge to make a joke about pizza because <laughs> Sam Perla is from Italy and I don't want to be yeah. racist. Um, but there's a pizza joke in there somewhere. Fish pizza. Fish pizza. Fish taco. So, yeah, Top Thrill 2. That's going to be interesting. We'll, we're... Like I said, this is coming out Friday, so if you're listening to this the day it, it uploads, you already know, but we don't because we're in the past. 
<laughs> That's how podcasting works. And also, I'd like to say this is our first time recording um, live with an audience on Discord. Yeah, it actually works pretty well. I uh, I don't have a laptop right now, and I it's my first day at the new job, and I'm not sure what the policy is. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries. I mean, as long as it's working, it does sound like you're on a phone call. So oh, okay. You definitely need to get like at least Shit. like a pair of uh the microphone earbuds, you know? Yeah. I'm using AirPods. Those those I don't think the microphone is good on those. Oh shit. It's fine. It doesn't sound like shit. It just sounds like you're on the phone. Yeah. Here's here's the deal. We'll 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 figure out a solution for you, Ben. At least we're able to record an episode. We took last week off. Um I was gonna say sorry, but not really. <laughs> yeah, I, I was... um I just had like it was my last week before starting work, so I had like a month off and uh it was that realization of like, oh shit, I have to like fly for a job and I don't have clothes or like work shoes. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's just like I, old, old times. I, uh, yeah, this is what the third time that's happened since we started this show. What a new job. Yeah. For you. Oh yeah. Which is interesting. Cause we're like, but, um, about a month away from like our, uh, fourth anniversary yeah but i was also gonna say with that yeah we have um four years worth of uploads almost weekly we've never gone more than six weeks without an upload since we started so there's over there's a back catalog of almost 150 episodes i realized i think this one or the next one's gonna be 150 oh cool okay yeah right so, like, we have a hella extensive back catalog. So if we happen to take a week off here or there, don't take it personally, but we're probably not very sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, just some honesty. <clears throat> but what, what the fuck are we if we can't keep it 100? I had finals for summer school, of which I was taking six credit hours. So I'm all wrapped up now, which is why I'm having a drink tonight. Nice. But yeah, you were starting a new job. I was ha- I had finals from school. And um, neither of us had traveled recently. There wasn't a ton of news. So yeah, it's a week off. Uh, yeah, luckily... Um... Yeah, fortunately, like with this job, I uh, I shouldn't have any VIN problems suddenly during the podcast. That's good. It is a relief. Like, 
not having like normally like when I'm recording, like my teams is just like blowing up and I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. And this is gonna be pretty chill. I'm excited. Nice. I'm pretty sure that's like the same thing you said about every job when you started though. That's true. <laughs> we'll see. The well, difference though is like the difference though is like I've never so I've worked in Pacific time the last like seven years. So this is this job is in Central Time, um, so I have an hour advantage there, which is good. Fair, that's a fair point. Well, look, dude, I know you. You're gonna be fine with it until you're not, and then you're gonna find something else. Yeah, that's life. Hey, I'm gonna try to be more like that, man. In a professional That's the way to do sense, it. Yeah, dude. In a professional sense, I definitely uh, want to be more like you. Because, like, even before we started this podcast, I was like, holy shit, you were always making these moves. You'd be like, oh, I'm interviewing for this. Like, that time before we started the show and you were like, I'm in Chicago. And we ended up drinking beers at my office. Yeah. I was so... I just remember I was so amped up from that interview because that was... Um, yeah, the interview was bizarre. It was the first time I had to like wear a suit and like go downtown. Um, and it was Deloitte. So they were in that like big, I think they were in the, no, they weren't in the Willis. They were like right next to the Sears tower. Yeah. Maybe it was in the Sears tower. I think it might've been. Um, cause when we walked over there, you were like, it was the night before your interview, but you're like, yeah, let's go walk over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I just remember, like, yeah, I left that interview, and I was so amped up. And then, like, an hour after the interview, they gave me the offer. And then, um, yeah, we were, like, vaping and drinking PBR in your, in your office. And then yeah. I took the train up to Milwaukee, and I was, like, hammered and, like, stumbling on the train. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have a picture of us both wearing, like, suits from then. Yeah, that's right. Where I think you had, like, it was, like, blaze orange hats or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, and you know how you always joked about, like, dressing a specific way? You always mentioned uh, Matt and Trey at the Oscars that one time, but I'm like, yo, dude, what if we wore suits to a coaster event? <laughs> oh, right, 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 yeah. See, that's that's the kind of thing where it would, like, stand out in the right kind of way, especially giving, given that our reputation precedes us in that context. Like, well, 50 billion percent. Well, imagine or like really cheesy tuxedos. <laughs> See, now you're thinking, dude. Tuxedos like the type, the type with of like, tuxedo. Um, like I was going to say, uh, like a tuxedo you'd wear, like if you were living in like suburban, I don't know, like suburban Midwest and you go to Olive Garden for a fancy dinner, like that type of tuxedo. 
Yes. Well, no, no, no. I'm thinking even more like go to the the fucking place a few days before and rent one. Like, hey, I'm in a bridal party this weekend. Imagine like a... Yeah, I suppose you can do it with like you'd have it only works with like two. It's funnier with two people because if you have a group, it, yeah. If it was you and me, we could go to the tuxedo place. We could just be like, "Hey, we uh are part of a bridal party, and we forgot to rent our tuxedos. What do you yeah. got?" Because <laughs> I'm sure they'd be able to fit us both. Yeah, and then we just wear that on the Friday night. And just like, yeah, you just, you can't talk about it. You have to just pretend you're not dressed up. If, if especially like a Hollywood, like imagine going to Hollywood nights and then you go and you're like walking around the water park in the tuxedo. That's what I'm saying, dude. That would be amazing. <laughs> and like, we'd have to like, you know, do the whole thing, comb the hair. I'd wear a ponytail and shit and put my beard up, tie it, you know. That would be hilarious. All right, I'm in. Dressing like we're going to fucking coaster prom. (laughs) I feel like coaster prom was a thing. Well, honestly, now I'm kind of having an idea. I think all of our listeners, if we're able to do like Hollywood nights in some organized fashion, I think all of our listeners should dress dapper on Friday night. If yeah. you and I wear tech tuxedos, it'll be pretty easy to find us. And if we have a group of a couple of us that are all dressed very dapper, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> Carry on a briefcase full of a, uh... Oh, I was going to say a briefcase full of copies of Dianetics, but okay. But the only way you can have a briefcase is if you have it handcuffed to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like we could talk to people and be like, yes, we actually have copies of our book available. And then like very secretively, like open up the, the briefcase that's uh, handcuffed to one of us (laughs) and then just like pull one out and hand it to somebody and then just be like, enjoy, have a lovely evening and then just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's um sp- well so it's funny i ordered 10 copies of dianetics off ebay <laughs> i was just checking the shipping it's gonna get here on thursday that for some so reason funny. it was it it went from so it was picked up in aurora illinois then went to glendale heights now it's in grand prairie texas And there's no tracking, so it's it's a little odd. I wonder if this is like actually from Scientology. Hey, I, I not, have an idea. I, I hope I'm not going to be put on a list. What if, uh, what if we gave out signed copies of of Dianetics? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just. 
it's a funny gag, but also like hopefully it doesn't actually convert anybody. Like imagine we get a message in the year and it's like, Hey guys, I want to really thank you. I'm like two years into Scientology and I'm a level four. Like, I just want to thank you guys. Like <laughs> we are probably assuredly, uh, what would it be like banned or looked down upon, not uh, uh, condoned by the church of Scientology. At least our podcast. Much, yeah. like I'm, much like I'm sure that our podcast has been banned formally in China. Probably. Not, not that we've talked extensively about China. But Although about Golden Horse. I was going to say, since we're on the topic, I, I do have something to say that's theme park related about China. What's that? I've been following a uh, particular YouTube channel <clears throat> that's known for going to Disney parks. And this channel is um, kind of currently in the middle of doing like a Disney around the world. They've, they, they've specifically been calling it the Six Castle Summer. So they were like, oh, we're going to visit all six Disney parks that have a castle and all these other parks. And so they go to Disneyland and then they fly to Hawaii and then they fly to Japan and they go to Universal and Tokyo Disneyland and um, Disney Sea. And then they go to Hong Kong and go to Disneyland Hong Kong. And then some of the people from the channel fly to America and, and some of the people stay in China, well, in Hong Kong. And then they say, oh, we did some research and we were going to go to Shanghai Disney, but it turns out it's like a little bit dangerous for Americans who have cameras and YouTube channels. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, I thought that was kind of obvious. I thought, but I thought Shanghai was like a fairly, you know, safe international city. I guess they just recently passed some sort of law about photography. Oh, weird. Which is like very um, ambiguous. So obviously gives a lot of rights to the state in terms of, you know, everything. Yeah. So, so is it is it more anti-cameras or more anti-YouTube? It was more, I think, anti-like... They said it was like an espionage thing, basically. They framed it as like, the law is an espionage law. So, you know, it's a risk as a foreigner to come in on a three-day visa with a camera and a YouTube channel. Okay. Well, not the, not a YouTube channel, but a camera, you know. Yeah. 
So they decided it wasn't worth the risk and they flew back to America. But I also, I just kind of thought like, holy shit. You went all the way to Hong Kong and didn't bother to Google this shit before you fucking left America? (laughs) I'm not crazy for thinking that, right? Like, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess here's, I guess I'm not in the position, but uh, yeah, I would have at least done a Google search. Well, here's what I'm saying, right? You make a plan like you 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 sit down and excel spreadsheet the cost of visiting every disney park in the world plus like universal in japan and everything you're definitely talking like i don't know for th- three people 20k right on the low end with the flights the hotels transit yeah. admissions food 20k is going to be the low end right yeah oh because they also stopped in korea and went to uh lottie world do they have a castle they do and they have the uh world's only intimate aqua tracks which only one of the people on the channel rode but they said it was really cool Wait, why did only one person ride? Because uh, it's a family, and the 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 mom and the kid didn't want to ride out there, or the kid wasn't tall enough. Okay. Yeah, the Aqua Tracks looks cool, but it also some of the rides. It's like, oh, so there's just sprinklers that spray the track, like, and you get water sprayed in your face. Is well, that the point of it? The person who wrote it on the channel described it as like it starts and stops a lot. So my guess is that it's like really more about the theming and probably the thrills than the water. Yeah. Because they were showing the whole park and the fucking park looks crazy. Because like the Aquatrax is in this tiny relative to the whole park outdoor portion. Mm-hmm. which is where the castle is. But then there's this insane multi-level indoor portion to this park. It's, it's fucking insane. It has it basically imagine like Nickelodeon universe at mall of America and then stack like three of them on top of each other. Yeah. They do have that really cool Intamin uh, or uh, Arrow Coaster indoors. Which they rode and described as being rough. <laughs> I guess I'm not surprised. I wasn't either because they're not coaster people. They are Disney people. Yeah. Which made Remember me the surprised whole... they even knew about like Lottie World or as they were calling it Lote World. And I was also. The the main person on the channel was saying, like, oh, I spent some time in Korea, and I was pretty convinced that, like, they're Mormon. Oh, the family? Yeah. But the main person has tattoos, so maybe they're not. I don't know. 
Or maybe they're like ex-Mormon, excommunicated. That's possible, but they like also see both sets of parents. So I don't know. It's really tough to figure out. Huh. Mm. The the wife slash mom is from Utah, though, originally. Okay. Because they went to Lagoon one time and they like she was talking about like, yeah, I went here a bunch when I was a teenager and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> remember so remember the whole controversy with the aqua tracks and it um what was it that maverick was going to be an aqua tracks yeah like it was that rumor on tpr where it was like yeah it's going to be an aqua tracks and that was the first time i ever heard about lottie world and that coaster and it was like okay i guess yeah now in hindsight I think one of those would still fit at Cedar Point. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like the Aquatrax was just the first version of the Blitz Coaster. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, but like with water, it still has the water element, though, because that hasn't really been reintroduced to that style of coaster, which I think could really be a game changer. And and actually, to bring it back around to that video I watched of theirs where they were in Korea, um, they just kind of followed the crowd because people were darting towards a particular attraction at the first thing in the morning. They're like, oh, we're just going to follow where everyone's going. And it turned out to be the Aquatrax. Huh? Yeah, I know. And it's like, oh, shit, that shit's like. 15 years old already, but like still that's where the crowd goes to in the morning. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's the same thing with people at Elitch going to the SLC in the morning. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Elitch seems a little different than like this entire indoor park with all this shit. Although I guess every park has its like highlight attraction where every guest is going to go first thing in the morning by and large. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. I just. The SLC is such a weird choice, but it it also is just interesting. It's like. There was people just like running past them to get to that Aquatrax. It's like, oh, Cool. <clears throat> Fucking Aquatrax. It made me really want to go. Like, if I was going to spend all the money to go to Asia, it would be super dope to try and somehow figure out a way to go and get to IAPA in Asia. Did I just like completely blow your mind, Ben? Uh, no, I'm just thinking of logistics. I just don't know how you pull off getting into IAPA internationally. Um, There's a way to, to do it domestically. Yeah. 
but internationally it's i think that's the thing that would be a lot trickier but given that like where are the biggest amount of big buyers gonna be at you know what i mean right yeah Huh. Where do they even have the international IAPA? There's one in Europe and there's one in Asia. Okay. <laughs> but between the two, <coughs> Asia seems more interesting. <coughs> because, like, you know, China's building shit all the time. The Middle East. Mm-hmm. That's all in Asia. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, where are the big money spenders at? That's where the like all the craziest, interesting shit's gonna be. I mean, like, yeah, you're definitely gonna see. And like, let let me be totally clear about this: the the one in Orlando is still definitely like the main show. But in terms of just seeing the craziest shit, I think the Asian one would be. You know, you see the most interesting, innovative stuff being pitched there, and not just from roller coasters, from everything. I wonder if Golden Horse actually has a is able to present at a IAPA in Asia. Unclear because you know they it's the same organization operating all of the shows. I know they got escorted out of the Orlando show at one point couple years back for briefcasing which is a bad look regardless of what industry you're in <laughs> I mean you've been a working professional your most of your adult life and you know you've been in pretty corporate settings and you've been to trade shows right you would agree that's a pretty shit look no matter what industry you're in yeah definitely if your company has a representative walked out for briefcasing, uh, that's that's like the South Park thing about Mr. Hanky. Like that's the that's the smell of shit that <laughs> it's gonna take a long time to get off. Yeah, I wonder if that was one of those things where like people were, uh, like, just imagine how that shit goes down. Like you got like three people, like, like three representatives from Golden Horse. And they set up a booth and then they're just like walking around with a DSLR, just like taking pictures of things. Oh, no, and I they, think it was a lot simpler than that. I think it was like um, somebody from B&M saw one of their representatives there and they already had either them or Vacoma has uh had a like a basically a patent lawsuit against Golden Horse in yeah. Europe I think so I'm pretty sure IAPA like just banned Golden Horse because you know a a a patent lawsuit's a kind of a big deal mm-hmm. yeah and like especially if you're trying to sell like 
I don't know if you remember the Tom Green show from MTV Mm -hmm. when he would do these sketches, but he had this great one called Undercutter's Pizza, where he would just like basically see where a pizza man was going and intercept them and come in with a plain cheese and then open up a tackle box with every kind of available topping. And he'd be like, Undercutter's Pizza. How much did you pay for this pizza? We'll give you this one for five dollars less. What did you have on there? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, just imagine Golden Horse doing that at IAPA. It's like, yeah, we can get you a dive coaster for half the price, right? Like somebody walking up to the BNM booth and they see a picture of like Chikra on the wall, and like somebody from Golden Horse just like walks across in front of them and they're just like oh are you interested in that because we got something to show you here it looks just like it and then like B&M B&M just like walks up to IAPA like we paid 68 million dollars to have this booth here (laughs) which actually to be truthful I don't think an IAPA booth actually costs a whole hell of a lot, but you know, yeah, it's probably like a, I don't know, like a grand. Look, if the roller coaster museum can fucking afford one, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And we're approaching on a on a anniversary of that video that you made. You know, what, did I you post? I haven't kept track. At all. And I'll be completely honest again here on the podcast. Not that I think anybody over there was actually listening, but in case it gets around, I'll take that shit down as soon as it opens. But until then, it gets funnier every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it gets even funnier every year. Oh, for sure. I feel like it's going to be up. Like once it hits like five years. Um, good shit. Definitely, and they're still like on on uh, the Instagram posting, like, "Oh, here's cars from the original Top Thrill Dragster." Like, oh, they got one of those. <laughs> no, but in five years, Uh-oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm typing like National Roller is- Coaster Museum into YouTube right now just to see what pops up. And how many videos down mine is. One of these days that place is just going to burn down. And then someone will get a nice hefty payout. Because how do you argue the value of a a neon sign from a Midwest theme park from 1972? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. Okay, so it looks like we're at uh, two years for that video. I think it's going to approach almost three. Because I think he posted it like... Oh, it was October of 2020. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, we're a couple months from three years now at this point.
There's a um, weird. There's an office across the street. So I'm in this hotel, and uh, I have the blinds open, and I'm sitting. My room is completely dark, but I'm looking across the street. I'm watching this cleaning crew clean this office. There's like three people in there. It's kind of fascinating. Is that how boring Omaha is? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the only thing I can imagine. I went to one of the one of the five good restaurants in the city. Holy shit, they got five good restaurants? Yeah. It's uh it's an interesting place. It's kind of cute though. I feel it does feel very uh Midwest. It feels feels good to be home. There's crickets chirping and shit, you know. Humidity. Uh trees. I mean, look, if you're enjoying Omaha, I'm not trying to stop you from doing that. From the yeah, from the rolling hills of Silicon Valley in San Francisco to uh, mid-range budget Hilton or Marriott Hotel in Omaha. And yeah, I'm not trying to impede on <laughs> your enjoyment of Omaha. I'm just... Uh, I I just feel kind of bad that you're uh, watching cleaning people and going, it's kind of fascinating. <laughs> Nebraska, it's not for everyone. <laughs> they're, uh, they actually have a billboard. So between the, the Colorado and Nebraska state line, they have a, there's, a, there's a billboard and it's like uh, mountains with just block of the view. And the tagline is literally Nebraska. It's not for everyone. Hey, I don't want to get too in depth live on air, but remember that idea you had for a sitcom? Like a while back. Which one? Um, how do I phrase it very easily so it's not too specific? Millennial Town. Oh, like a like a luxury apartment, but like twenty years after. Yeah. Yeah. It could be the company town for X. <laughs> <laughs> the X thing is fucking wild. Like I, what's funny is like after the rebrand, like. I, re- I heard the story, I heard the news, you know, whatever. But then, like, I opened, I, like, went, I, like, logged in, and it was just, like, X. And it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. I think, I, I honestly, I think it's a psyop to just kill Twitter and then launch a brand new platform. Fucking X is... It didn't even work as a roller coaster name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and somehow I totally missed it, but uh Steen jumped in the chat here and said 
that there is a haunted objects museum out there. I got to assume he's talking about, uh, Omaha. out in Omaha. Oh, nice. So like, I don't know if you want to go see, uh, Mama Juju's haunted Casio keyboard or whatever. <laughs> Like haunt, yeah, haunted cast. Yeah, it's like a haunted Casio keyboard because it plays, uh, it plays chopsticks every day at three a.m. or something. Because it plays an E flat <laughs> after after Gary the janitor spilled his coffee on the E flat key. <laughs> And E flat is a pretty spooky note, so I was a little bummed out. Like I was at when I was leaving the office, I looked up Adventureland is two hours away, but then I saw that they closed at seven. So you didn't just like hightail it on over there? <coughs> no. <coughs> like if they were open till eight, I would try to pull it off. But I, I don't know how I would explain that to my coworkers. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, so I flew into Omaha and then I immediately got on a rental car, drove two and a half hours to Iowa to ride a roller coaster and then drove back. But it's a really good roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's it's worth missing the steakhouse. I had Taco yeah. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, I only got to ride it one time, and then I had to drive another three and a half hours back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of too, like, uh, I remember I was explaining that when I was uh, working out of that HP office in Houston, and I drove down to Gal- or Kima, and it was an hour and 15 minutes, I think. And I was explaining this at lunch, and it wasn't like a the the group wasn't like they weren't like concerned, but they it, it was like it just went way over their head. Like they didn't even respond to it. I was like, yeah, I drove down to Kima and I rode this roller coaster and I like showed a picture and they're just like, what? Oh, like, you yes. went and they were like, they're like, you went last night. And I was like, yeah. And they're just like, what? Like they didn't. It just didn't comprehend for them. They're like, note, mental note, don't talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, actually, uh, I just remember we should do uh, questions and would you rathers. Yes, we should. I think you're yeah. absolutely right. And also, I want to encourage everybody here uh, live to participate. I set up a live recording chat, plus there's a chat on the side. And for those of you listening to the podcast, please join us on Discord. Uh, We are trying our recording out via Discord by necessity tonight. But if this experiment works out, we may be doing this again in the future. So uh, definitely host uh, join our Discord because also if you want to send in a question or would you rather. It's the place to do it. So uh, and I'll send a quick thank you to everyone who's uh, joined us tonight to check out the live recording. It's a, it's a blast to do these. 
when you've got an audience. So uh, <laughs> thanks to the audience that has shown up. So let's let's see what we've got for questions. I think um, we left off on the last one we did was yeah. If roller coasters were cheese, what type of cheese would they be? Which so, is such a Wisconsin question. Like, who else could ask that but ribs? <laughs> so, uh, let's see. We got John saying, out of all the lower tier Six Flags parks, which one would be most successful if given a shitload of capital and why? Okay, so first thing... Real quick, we got to get out of the way. Uh, a definition of low-tier Six Flags parks. Probably Six Flags America. America, Darien Lake, St. Louis. Um, uh, Discovery Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, Great Escape. Oh, right. Laronde. I mean, I think Laron could be pretty successful, being that it's next to a major city. Agreed. But the management there just doesn't seem to give a shit. And I mean, it is, it's still a cool park. Like, it has the infrastructure to be kind of interesting. I like um, Laron as a park, and there's yeah. a couple good rides there. I mean, yeah. they have a full Batman the Ride. That's just not themed to Batman. Yeah. But there's still all the theming and shit. It's crazy. <laughs> they have a they have an awesome SNS drop tower that's sponsored by a beer company. Mm-hmm. Uh fucking the BM Mini Hyper is awesome. Yeah, that's a good ride. Yeah. And um uh, Monster for better or worse, was actually my 300th coaster. So for me, there's some sentimental value there. Yeah, that ride wasn't even that bad. It uh, wasn't It wasn't rough, I guess. It was just more boring. Yeah, um, it's it like... It wasn't bad. No, it's not bad at all. It was, at least when I wrote it in fucking years ago, <laughs> uh... It was, yeah, like you were saying, just not much going on in the way of yeah. forces of any kind. It's like, ooh, the turns don't have banking, so maybe there'll be some laterals. Oh, you go over them really slow, so oh, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. And, um... It's I also around- think... Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, it, it's got that lake in the middle. It's got, yeah, like that park just needs a giant investment. And it'd be decent. But I don't know what it is about theme parks in Canada. But, like, I don't want to say they're, I don't want to say they're trashy. There's just not like a, because even Canada's Wonderland as a Cedar Fair property isn't like, that polished i don't know what it is canada canada just needs like a good park 
all around. And I don't know why it doesn't work there. I mean, maybe there's hope for uh, the uh, uh, shit in the mall. I can't remember the name. There you go. Yep. But yeah, maybe there's hope for that. But I agree. I mean, like, Canada's Wonderland is like a huge park with a bunch of rides, but it's like kind of just like a big field mm-hmm. with a bunch of rides in it. Well, admittedly, dope ass volcano or uh, mountain with a waterfall. At the entrance. Yeah. yeah. And what's it called? Vortex, I think. The mm-hmm. suspended coaster that goes down the mountain is sick as fuck. Yeah, that's a good ride. Yo, know, and um, I mean, they have built Yukon Striker and Leviathan and maybe something else since I've been there. Uh, they've got that big Tundra Twister ride. Yeah, so, I mean, they have some new shit since I was there. I really enjoyed Behemoth. Granted, I wrote it the year it was open. Yeah, it's not open. Yeah, Behemoth is good. I'm just not a fan of those long trains. But, like, I mean, it's a ride with a shit ton of bunny hills. So, like, it's going to be good. Either way. That's like kind of how I felt about it. Like it's different depending on where you sit. But the thing is, I feel like with those, with those long trains, the real positive is you get a more extended floater at the top, like crusting the hills. Yeah. Cause there's more whip effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the trade-off is just, like, if you sit in the middle rows on those rides, you don't get as much. Whereas, I guess, like, in comparison to, like, Mako or um, Goliath at Laurent, you get more sustained floater, but on the long trains, you get that, like, stronger pop in the front and the back. Yeah, that makes sense. Because even like even Diamondback, um, last time I wrote it, uh, like I wrote it in the front, and it's not that I don't want to say it's not airtime, but it's it's a different type of airtime. You're more like you get thrown forward more than up. Does that make sense? I don't know how to explain it. Yes and no. I don't know. I feel like. I'll give you you're sacrificing the middle of the train for the ends. And I do think that maybe um unfortunately, unlike the back rows on those longer trains, the effect is not as strong for the front rows. Yeah. Like you're not getting as much of that as you're cresting a hill, but you get a lot more of it 
in the back, like as you're popping over with the speed more. Yeah. So like probably yes, on the whole, those longer BM hyper trains are like less airtime total. But I think in the back rows on the whole, like if you were to average out how much airtime per the back row on like BM hypers, you're getting more per hill. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those longer trains like uh you know Diamondback or Behemoth. But they do look <laughs> clunky as shit. Mm-hmm. I'm so, glad they stopped that. Yeah, I mean they're probably still available, but I mean nobody needs any more of those. So let's see. Uh, theme to 4th of July. Do you have a favorite firework display at a park? Not counting Disney because we all know it's on a different level. Uh, I can't remember many firework shows at parks aside outside of Disney aside from maybe like When I was a kid at Cedar Point, mm-hmm. they did the yeah, laser I mean, show. Yeah, the laser show was pretty cool. Um, it was also kind of nice because if you rode, if you waited in line at for Millennium Force when like the last hour of the park, um, you got to watch it in the line, which is kind of cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I know Kings Island maybe had some when I was there at some point. Oh, and Great America did some too, but like Cedar Point seemed to have a more consistently in my memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, I guess I really don't remember uh, too many. Same. Unfortunately. Yeah. But thanks for asking, uh, Steen. So, uh, Rib says, what is the most sketchy ride uh, have you been on besides anything at Mount Olympus? Um, I got on a zipper at some giant-ass fair in Georgia with Chris Belson and... Dwayne Martin was with us and he straight up refused to ride it. Like he looked at it and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, I've never been on a zipper before. And I was also like half of both those guys age at that time. Mind you, they were both under 40. I'm pretty sure. But neither here nor there. I'm, I'm just like, I don't care. Whatever. Nothing affects me physically. (laughs) So I rode and Chris and I rode and it was, but you could feel it swaying 
like in the way that will freak your mind. Mm-hmm. And so now, about, too. Oh, go ahead. Well, also, too, like, I apparently zippers across the board only operate in one direction now. Um, like, like I think Styles. you won't. What was it? Like Harry Styles. <laughs> uh, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they, so like they only load the like they only load facing one direction and they only rotate it one direction. So um so which I think is Ford. I rode one last summer um in this like small town in Colorado at a carnival. And uh I think it was forward. And I want to say it's because if you go, when you go backwards, when you get that like airtime, that like whippy airtime, um, apparently people hit their no, like they get bloody noses cause they like hit their face on the cage. Um, cause that's the one thing, like when you ride those things, when you grab onto the bars, it kind of requires upper body strength to like keep your body upright when you, when you're starting to flip around. That's just making me think of uh, the tooth chipper on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like full speed down a drop and then dead stop. Just stopping, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ow! <laughs> Virtual yard work. <laughs> yeah, the yard work simulator. <laughs> Um, I rode a really sketchy Rocco plane in. So there was this place called Boondocks in South Dakota, which was near Mount Rushmore. And it was basically a gas station. And so we pull up and we go into, we go inside and we're like, Hey, uh, can we ride the roller coaster? And they're just kind of like, uh, is Bill there? And then, they like kind of like look around and ask around. They're like, uh, hold on a second. So they like call up this guy and then he shows up and, and then like 15 minutes goes by. He parks his truck. He like comes inside and then they're, they're like, yeah, like they want to ride some rides. And he's just like, uh, okay. And then like just walks us to the back and these rides are just set up in grass behind the gas station. Um, so first we ride the coaster which um, I'm pretty sure like didn't have upstop wheels or something because the car was like lifting up. Uh, it was one of those Alan Herschel, like little dipper coasters. Oh, so um, they just, but, at, they just like ramped up the excitement factor a little bit. Yeah. So like you could feel the car like tilt, like almost, it was almost like an outward bank turn. You could hear, like, feel like hitting the upstop wheels when it was going around. Um, and then he let us just, like, walk in the track. We're like, hey, can we take some pictures? He's just like, yeah, whatever. And so we just, like, hop off the platform and just, like, take pictures of the track. Um, and then I rode a Rocco plane, which I don't know if you've ever have you been on one of those. No, I'm not a brave enough soul to try one of those at these at this point 
So it has this bar that has like a, a ring on it, and you pull it back, and it basically it breaks the. Um, it like it has like a break on it, so you can like rock it and then lock it, and then so you can like make it go upside rock down it and, stuff. and lock it. <laughs> so I'm riding this shit, and it fucking gets stuck. Like the brake gets, so I'm like at the top and it locks and then I can't unlock it. So every time the ride goes around, like it's, um, so picture like your right set up at the top of the wheel. And then when you're going down to the platform, you're upside down. Um, and the thing is, is that it's just, the lap bar is just a metal bar. So you're like, you know, your full body weight is upside down against this like tiny metal, metal bar. bar oh god and i couldn't unlock it so it goes around like three or four times and i would start yelling i'm like hey like i can't unlock it and then so he has to like stop it and then like bang on it a couple times to get it to unlock um and then i just got off so that sucked um so yeah that was pretty sketchy and that was just a fucking gas station. That's why you don't ride rides at the gas station, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Ribsa asks, what is your personal peak era for your favorite park? Um, I'm just going to say across the board, like 97 to 05, 08, no, to like 07, 97 to 07. Yeah, across that was a good era. Yeah. Parks are building like crazy and everything was like a prototype. You had experimental launches. Vertical tracks, gimmicks. It was, um, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Also, it was that perfect, it was that sweet spot of the internet where you'd go to like the Six Flags website and there was maybe like a single image of a ride. But you didn't really know what the ride did until you actually went to the park. Or saw it on Discovery Channel. Or, God bless if you had enough dedication or um, your parents could afford a fancy internet connection, you could maybe download one of those sixflags.com videos of the rides. Do you remember those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were the size of a postage stamp. Yep. And it'd be like a POV video that, like, I don't know. You know how it's like um, 4K nowadays? Mm-hmm. This would be like four. I'm pretty sure was the pixel rate. And instead of like 40 frames per second, it again was like 0. 0.4. So like, like the, 
the quick, the sound was terrible. It was so compressed. Oh yeah. It would almost, it, it, it would almost end up sounding like, um, a roller coaster tycoon sound effect recorded from a cell phone and then played back from that cell phone. Yeah. All, all those quick time videos had like a weird, uh, like feedback sound that was constant. It sounded, yeah, it was like this weird, like dial up connection, futuristic, like weird. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, except for what, like, that's why I like the Rob Alvey videos were so awesome. Mm-hmm. You would spend like three hours downloading one of his two and a half minute videos, and you'd be like, holy shit, that's cool as fuck. I get to see like a park and like a couple sections of different POVs from different roller coasters from that park. Mm -hmm. But that like made it way more exciting in a way because you would just get it like a slow trickle of information about a place until you either eventually visited or you were like, I guess I'm never going there. Yeah, it was like the right amount of information. It was like the right amount of exposure. Nowadays, it's kind of like now with so much overload of content. Yeah, the best well, way I could, the best way I can describe it nowadays, it's kind of like it would be like if you jerked off like ten times in a day, and then <laughs> later that day you went to go like hook up with somebody, and you're kind of like. I'm kind of good, but like, I'm still going to go do it, but it's not as exciting. I mean, I definitely was thinking about not that, but, um, <laughs> like a random video of like a crazy looking boat ride at Gardaland came up on my recommended on YouTube the other day and I mm-hmm. watched it and it looked awesome. But I was thinking about like the exact thing we were talking about, not the jerking off thing though. Um, that was like <laughs> um, back then in that era, it would be like if you heard about that ride, it would either be like on a forum, somebody would be like, "Yeah, don't miss the boat ride there when you go." Mm-hmm. Or it would be a couple seconds of it in a video, and you'd be like, oh shit, they got a boat ride there? Yeah. But now it's like, oh, yeah, of course, I can figure out exactly what that ride is, and there's 30 different POV videos on YouTube. And that goes for every ride at every park and every tip and every secret. Yeah. It's a it's it's a crazy overload. So yeah, that was a that was a good era. Now it's a weird era. But like if you enjoy something, it's pro- if you enjoy it and you're 
it's probably a great era, you know? Because mm-hmm. you do have all that access. I mean, it's also exposure. Like, obviously, I think it's always just going to... I think also theme parks are the most fun when you're like a teen, early 20s. Agreed. Like, that's generally when it's the most fun. Although... Like, there's definitely, like, a whole different category of interest in it as a adult or as an adult. Yeah. Where it's, like, more appreciating the places for creating really positive and fun context for good social interactions. Cause like, I definitely feel as, like now at this point, like my main enjoyment out of theme parks is like hanging out with friends, mm-hmm. but like, it's definitely like, Oh yeah. These, these places are just good places to have the hanging out with friends experience inherently, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. We're, we're really doing the most to answer these questions. Do you want to save some? Um, Let's see. We don't have, We actually don't have two. We don't have too many. We have two, we have two more. All right. Let's see. Uh, what coaster is the most infamous fans? Probably. This is also kind of an era one, too, because obviously people, there is that beast era, like boomers and the beast. Yeah. And and then, I, I'm going to I'm also. I'm sorry, Ben. I'm almost throwing you under the bus here, but Magnum. Yeah. In a similar way, but there's also been like kind of a revivalist thing. And I know I'm a part of that because I really love Magnum too. Not like you, but like I think it's one of those things where there's like fuck, I have to say it. Like coaster hipsters. I'm so goddamn sorry, Drew the intern, if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but like a class of coaster hipsters where it's like, yes, Magnum is not only in my top 10, it's in my top three. Yeah. Well, if it's always been in your top three, though, like I think there's a difference between here's the thing. If you've ridden, if like, I, if your first ride on Magnum was like after 2015, you're being ageist, you <laughs> son of a bitch. This, this is you and Drew I'm talking about, and to myself a certain extent. 
but I think there's a class of Magnum fans that are almost like maybe some of the, like our metal fans will understand this like like tool fans are to metal fans. And hopefully I'm not going too deep cut on everybody, but like if you've ever known a tool fan, you probably know what I'm talking about. Maybe with less queuing on. I don't know. Tool fans. Yeah, I guess maybe, but I'm just saying, I mean, at least in my, in my circle, there's a correlation between being a tool fan and queuing on. All right. That one I haven't known, but I don't, I don't keep company with any tool fans. (laughs) (laughs) Even by second hand or third hand association. So. (laughs) Anyway, I was just going to say, you know, Magnum is there now. I think originally it kind of had that reputation like the beast. But it's Mm -hmm. always deserved having a good reputation, a strong one. But now it's a different thing where it's like this. Like, oh, yeah, I fucking like Magnum, you know. I mean, the same could be. There's part of you that embraces the contrarian nature of. I I'm genuinely loving it. I, the thing is for me in Magnum though is like I didn't love Magnum until I worked there, and then I don't know like because af- like after working there for a season, you've ridden everything so many times, but like Magnum was the only coaster that I actually didn't really get bored of, and it actually like I don't know the more I ride it, the more I like it, and it's very rare for me to have that on a ride. Same for like, uh, I don't know. It's just rare to get. It's unique. At this point, it's unique, especially with like arrows closing and stuff. All the I, I love Magnum. My main, my main thing about Magnum is like controversial opinion about Magnum, I guess. The second half is the only good part. Yeah. But I mean, that's okay. It like that that half of the ride is great, but like the first half is uh, other than the one hill in the tunnel. First half, yeah. And that is a good hill. That's I mean, like there aren't many rides that have a hill with that much sustained airtime. Yeah, that is a solid ass hill, but that's the only part because the the pretzel turnaround is. Let's both come on, Ben, be honest, that part's painful. Uh, I like it. I like the see how you see how you're not saying no, it's not painful. (laughs) You just have to know how to ride it. Again, see how saying no, it's not painful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I um, 
I think there's a class of Magnum fans. Uh, I see that ribs here in in the questions in that answer in, in following up to that question said Millennium Force. So here's the part where you get to throw me under the bus. I will. You see, but it's the same thing, right? It's a, it's a, it's like a weird freeze frame generational thing of like millennials who rode Millennium Force when it opened and having their minds blown. Oh Isn't- yeah, a hundred percent. For me, it's it's a thousand percent. Nothing more than really the last question we were talking about. The best era for me. That's asking everybody what the best era of SNL is. It's the one whenever you were in fucking high school. Yeah. Like, yeah. The best coaster era is the one when I was a kid. And the best music was when I was a kid. And yeah, the best coaster is the biggest best coaster from when I was a kid. Because there's a nostalgia factor that just can't. And it's still the thing is with rides like Millennium and Magnum, they they don't disappoint. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You go ride them again years and years later, and you don't go, well, you know, that shit was bigger or better when I was a kid. It's still the same shit. You know what I mean? You go and you still, holy fuck, that's a big ass ride. Or like, those hills are, are like crazier now or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, like, I think specifically with those two rides, they just don't. Th- there's no way you can have that experience like we did as kids where it's like, yeah, that's the pinnacle of roller coasters at the time, more or less, you know? And you go, yeah, fuck, this is the coolest thing ever. And also add to that. Like, I mean, I guess an exception would be kind of like what we were talking about, you know, before with like raging bull. And now that the trim isn't on as hard, it's actually like it feels crazier now. Well, I wouldn't say crazier, but no, but it's, like it's it's like you really can enjoy it more. Yeah. There's definitely like a a consistency bias of some sort though. Cuz like when we were kids, we went all the time. Mhm. So you get spoiled by it, you know? And you're like, yeah, the first drop's cool, but, like, the rest of the ride... Although, admittedly, um, based off of our meetup, Raging Bull was running better than ever Mm because the trim was super light. Yeah. And ironically and super unfortunately, Viper is running worse than it ever has. Yeah. That there's like one pothole on it that was pretty bad. I remember. Yeah. Which sucks. So, 
Yeah. So, I mean, but at least Bull's running better than it ever has. Mm-hmm. Getting full airtime on the first hill is just such an awesome, wild experience. As someone who's been riding that ride since, like, it opened, basically. Yeah. It's super cool. So, I don't know. Um, And then I guess we have to talk about the Beast fans. Boomers and the Beast. There's a... But see, I don't think it's just confined to boomers, though. Because I think the park and um, like the greater Cincinnati area kind of has helped build up the reputation of the beast. I mean, I, yeah. Also, that's just Ohio people, though, too. In general. Well, I feel like it's kind of Ohio's prerogative to now be like, yeah, do you know that Ohio is the roller coaster capital of America? I don't know. Beast fans definitely uh, are a different breed, though. And now I think the new era of coaster fandom is like Fury and Steel Vengeance, probably. Yeah, Steel Vengeance is probably going to be the next era. Yeah. Of uh, infamous coaster fans. And, um, oh, hey, we skipped over one real quick. Chat Killer said, if you could run any park, what would it be? And what would your five year plan be? This is a little tough. Let's stick with the first half for right now. What park would you select? Probably. I would just, I'll just say Cedar Point. That's a reliable answer. Yeah. I was going to say fucking Disneyland. Which is another reliable answer. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Ribs asks Zach and Ben, if you were full fledged paint wearing juggalos. Woo woo. What would your juggalo names be? Uh, um, so, Ben, I need to hear yours. I mean, what is a juggalo? What's in a juggalo name? Is there like a name generator out there? Uh, no, I don't think it's that simple. 
Do you perhaps recall the Juggalo Den? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, I gave everybody nicknames in there. Could have gone with that one, but unfortunately, if you don't recall that, from a very specific time, um, I mean, mine would be DJ Sugar Sack. Sugar Sack. Um, I just think I'm not good at uh, creative things like that. Um, what are some other examples? Um, I mean, it has to be kind of somewhat reflective of an, at least an aspect of your personality. And it also has to be extremely outlandish and vulgar to some extent. Maybe vulgarity is not required, but outlandishness is. <laughs> well, goddamn. Um, so I tried to, I just went to the real Juggalo name generator. Okay. And I got, haha, you fell for it, you fucking ass clown. Do the world a favor and go fucking kill yourself, moron. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think, uh, I don't think that's going <laughs> to work out. I'm trying to think of what I would, what I would give you as a juggalo name. Oh, wait. Okay. I tried it again. It's a big money hustler. No, yeah. no, no, no. We're not trusting the website. I'm gonna have to come up with you with one for you. Um, I think I got one for you. Your juggalo nickname. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. You are. Kink boss. Okay. I'll take it. I think that's your juggalo nickname. So, uh, Steen wanted to know if you could add any restaurant to a theme park, what would it be?
Taco Bells inside of replace Chick Fil A's with Taco Bells. Oh my god, dude! I was gonna say Del Taco, any park. <laughs> Yo, sometimes I'm pretty sure that you and I are like, if you put the animal control guys from Parks and Rec on one side of a scale and Stadler and Waldorf from The Muppet Show on the other, we're like that happy middle. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) Lunarus wants to know, what will the next major hype in the community after Dragster? What will be the next major hype? Um, Man. That's a good question. Probably the next SeaWorld coaster, because they already got the track on site there. Um, yeah, what is that supposed to be? Or rumored to be? Oh, uh, good question there. It's a roller coaster at SeaWorld, I know that. I think it's B&M. <laughs> okay. But- Surf Coaster 2. Surfamania. I mean, I feel like that's going to be it. If not, um, I don't think Dorney Park's project is going to be that. You know what I mean? Like, if Zambezi Zinger was that big of a thing, then Dorney Park's whatever is I not going to be that big of a thing. Yeah, it'll probably be like a mini dive. I could see that. So, uh... uh... Let's see. Steen wants to know what's the number one band you want to see live at a park? There's an interesting question. Whatever band was in that You're Only Young Once or Oh, You're Never Too Old. Yeah. Dr. Hook in the Medicine Bag? Is that what it was? Yep. Yo, Dr. Hook in the Medicine Bag had like a couple fire ass tracks, actually. If I was more inclined to the genre, I would say they would make really great vaporwave tracks. Oh, uh, sure. Because it's like 70s soft rock, so you know. I kind of got a, a, a soft spot for that shit. Yeah. But uh that's that's a pretty great answer. I don't think there's still uh, an active band, unfortunately. I'm pretty sure Dr. Hook died. Yeah, probably. 
despite the medicine bag. <laughs> uh oh. It looks like we got a real name generator. The real juggalo juggalet name generator. Was it on Rum and Monkey? And also, I'm mispronouncing uh, Stein? Stein as Stein. Uh, and I'm not trying to shit on Tool fans. It's just the reputation. Kind of like uh, um, Dave Matthews fans have a reputation. And this is coming from a juggalo with a juggalo tattoo. <laughs> this juggalo juggalette name generator is hilarious. You gotta take a whole quiz. Yeah, there are a lot of questions on there. It is. I don't know if I'm I'm going to make it through this whole thing. Oh my god, there's so many. Um well, I don't know. Do we have any would you rather's? Um, Might as well uh, check all the boxes while we're at it. Well, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather be stuck on the new generation Larson loop or old school kamikaze? Um, probably the Larson loop. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, Ben, do your best to describe the old school kamikaze. There's like two, uh, it's like a rotating pirate ship, except there's two of them. And they swing in opposite directions and they go all the way around. Oh, yeah, I guess a Larson loop. Although the kamikazes are less claustrophobic. I mean, I haven't been on one of those, but that seems... I don't know. Both seem fucking horrible, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, looks like we got through all our questions. And I'm just going to nonchalantly non answer that one. And, um, hey, so it looks like the Discord experiment worked out. 
we can record here. Cool. Unless something goes horribly wrong with trying to get this all processed. But uh, that's just all the more reason for anybody listening to join our Discord. You can ask questions, participate, and uh, maybe even able to listen to us record these live. So that's a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know. We don't have any voicemails, but if you'd like to leave us one, we love to hear trip reports. 773. Uh, no, 312-572-9552. 312-5RAW-5LA. Isn't that great? Um, <laughs> you can email us. Your favorite coaster sucks, but get on the Discord. That's really where it's at. Like I mentioned before, we are not really probably likely going to be active on um, X for much longer. But you can follow us on threads if you so desire. I think that's all I got. You got anything else, Ben? Uh, no, I'm, I'm mostly good. Just first week, you know, shit. I'm just trying to get through it. Settling into the job. That's, uh, that's what's up, you know? Enjoy. That's a, that's a good time, you know? You can, it's, it's a time to be fresh and reset, you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of expectation for the first week. That's what I'm... Yeah, exactly. So you got all the opportunity in the world to just be like, oh, I'm doing things at my pace. Mm-hmm. But all right. Uh, hope it goes well. This has been awesome. And... Uh, until next time, your favorite coaster sucks.